All right, we'll get it started. What's going on, guys? Dr. Matt here, host of the Roadie Strength Podcast. We've got another special guest on today, Paul Johnson. Not not Powie Johnson, not, as Instagram Powie. says. That's what Instagram <laughs> says, but no, Paul Johnson but Paul in Johnson. real life. Uh, he's a ultra runner, ultra marathoner, uh, also active duty uh, Navy station here in Newport. Uh, he has a goal to run across the U.S. 3,000 miles. Is it 3,000 exactly? Three, you got to do at least 3,000. At least 3,000, yeah. okay. From L.A. to New York City. And this is attempting a world record of running 75 miles a day for 40 days. That's right. Cool. Uh, so, and you just did some running today. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we actually had to push the podcast back <laughs> yeah. a bit because I was out running. How, and you did, uh, was it 20 miles before you came yeah, in? Yeah, 20 miles this morning. We'll do another... 15 tonight so 35 for the day and uh we'll, we'll get into the programming but that's kind of been where you're that's kind of been your like normal mileage as of right now yeah i mean it's it's increasing but like tuesdays are one of my long days and we've, we've been consistently doing 30 plus on tuesdays so wow cool so every tuesday you're running a little more than a marathon yeah yeah just, <laughs> cool. just a little bit right <laughs> nice. um and I was just mentioning to you off air. I've I've done one marathon, so a lot of these questions will. I'm no I'm no ultra marathoner, but a lot of these questions will come more from like a PT or like a just training perspective, which I'm super curious about. But uh, I have a little bit of that running background, so en- enough to kind of like be dangerous, I guess. <laughs> but um, and you're also so you're doing tonight. You're you're running with the uh, Newport Run Club. Yeah, so cool. run Newport local runs shop down there. Sweet. Every Tuesday night, they got a group that meets up. So. We'll get down there, get some miles, get some good food afterwards, and have fun. That's awesome. Yeah, and I was saying off air, too, I've, I haven't done that club, but I, uh, I've done the Run and Chug Club. So Newport does a good job with the run clubs. Yeah, they've got – it's probably one of the best running communities that I've been – of all the places I, I've lived that I've been a part no of. No way. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty good community out here for running. That's really cool. And it, are you almost – I mean, as far as uh, – this is kind of a separate sport, but biking, a lot of the, the bikers around here – I would maybe not complain is the right word, but they're like, oh, there's no good places to bike except like basically on the streets with cars. Yep. Not a lot of really good bike trails. There's the Bristol bike path, but um, compared to other places in the country, it, it's tough. So that's interesting. That's cool to hear. Yeah, the, the, the running is a good community here. Um, all right, and uh, one one more question. This is a, a last minute one, but how was the? Did you run during the storm yesterday? No, so because <laughs> it was pretty, it re- was pretty bad. I really wanted to, so <laughs> I, I w- I'm off work a couple of days here for for the holidays, cool. and Mondays are like my light workout days. Like it's only like three or five miles. That's like my one day of recovery for the week. Sure. And cool. so I went to the gym in the morning, and it was like ramping up, and then I could hear the rain coming down. I took a nap. And then I had to do, I did another like, podcast and phone call then. Nice. And then when I went to go out afterwards, like the rain was stopped. And like it was oh, all done. Yeah. I was like, damn, oh, I, I missed, missed it. it. <laughs> missed I was it. like, that would have been so much fun. It hit hard. And like, I know you were saying in your Instagram story today, like the, the waves are crazy. A bunch of these guys are yeah. surfers. They're out surfing right now. Oh, the like, surfers yeah. were out there. It looked like they're having the time of their yeah. lives. <laughs> it's huge, especially for like New England standards. Like they're like uh, double overhead waves. Mm-hmm. Right now. They're, they're big. So, um, and my... I came home yesterday and I had um, my my garbage can like outside to get collected and they they so it's light and it was blown like 50 feet down the road. I'm like, there must have just been a random wind gust or maybe someone hit it with their car. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, the, the, uh, how the hell that happened? <laughs> like one of the channel buoys coming into like uh, Providence and under the bridge and everything. Like one of those big channel markers was like washed up um, on Ocean Drive on the point there. Wow. And it's like that's a big buoy like that. It's anchor chain snapped and it's drifted oh, all the way over here, geez. like a mile or two. Yeah, so we we got some pretty stormy weather, which is, I mean, it happens. You get nor'easters, but uh, somewhat unprecedented because we didn't know it was happening. I think we got like a day's warning. It was like, oh, the storm's coming through. <laughs> but um, all right, so we'll get into rapid fire questions. So we'll make these kind of how um how long have you been in Newport now? Uh, eleven. Well, almost a year. Almost a year. January second cool. will be a year. So almost a year. So we'll try to make these somewhat around, like, Newport or Rhode Island in general. But uh, do you have a favorite coffee shop in the area? Oh, I hate coffee. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, no. Fair. Um, <laughs> hate coffee, but the one place I'll get, like, breakfast sandwich from, Ma's Donuts. Nice. Or yeah, yeah. Um, there's a place in Newport. I th- forget what it's called. I think it's called Picnic. It's uh, across from Pickles? the— Pickles? Vi- no. It's across from uh, the Viking Hotel. Um, oh. On a tur- Toro yeah. or Bellevue, whatever road that is there. Yep. Um, it's a, 
I think it's owned by a Danish family. Gotcha. Uh, it's it's pretty good. That's where I get like a BLT or something there. Picnic Newport. Yeah. Okay. I actually I haven't heard of it, but I, cool. yeah, they're they're pretty good. good. Okay. Um, and that kind of answers my second question too. Favorite favorite go to for breakfast spot? Probably yeah. same spot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ma's donut. Sausage, egg, and cheese on a croissant. All right. I'll get like two of those on my way to the gym, crush them, and then go inside and work out. <laughs> nice. And we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, I know, you so, you do really well with, against the trolls on Instagram. Like I've I've as oh, I'm I, watching I your posts, it's great. You have very you have a very good technique on how to like deal with them. But uh, we'll get into that a little bit on like what nu- what your nutrition is all about, kind of like day to day. But I'm excited about that. Um, what is your favorite? How about just general restaurant? The place you've been in Newport so far? Oh, I don't go out to a lot no. of restaurants. Um, May- I'm maybe, trying to think um, like where. Oh, what's the? I got brunch one time with some people from work. Um, okay. Where, I you know my mind is I run past these places <laughs> all the time and I never look at the names of them. Um, yeah, it's between was it? It's on Broadway, coming down to Thames. Okay. And it's so like one of the French restaurants there. It's like mm. on its way down to Long Wharf. You're heading down from Fastnet. Oh yeah, down yep. to Long Wharf, and it's on the right hand side there with the bank. There's yep. a couple restaurants there. Uh, it's gonna escape me too. It's it's a relatively new place. I think it starts with a B. Bouchards? It could be Bouchards. You could say a name, and I probably <laughs> agree with you. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll go with that. But that's a French place, so yeah, it was good food. <laughs> yeah, good very, good, very good. Very good. Um, favorite recent book? Oh, you're gonna, you're not gonna like this. I don't read a lot. That's so, I mean, um, you're, you're doing other things. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Last book I read was in the spring, I think, okay. probably. Um, and it was Running Man by Charlie Engel, who's a who's a pretty big ultra runner. Um, back in the early what two thousands? Cool. Okay, very cool. Have you read um, Born to Run? I think so. That's the one about the. It's a tribe in Mexico where the guy. Is yes. A, that's a, yeah. that's. A, I think it's an ultra marathon mm-hmm. book. So I'm like, oh, yeah. you get you must have read that. That's a really good one. Um, cool, Running Man. I'll have to check that one out. Um, favorite recent podcast is the next one. I don't listen to podcasts. No. no. Okay, that's fair like enough. A lot of people think like they're like, oh, what books do you listen to or what podcast do you listen to when you run? And I'm like, don't I? I put on some music. Okay. And I couldn't even tell you what songs are playing. Like I just really? completely zone out, and it's just like white noise to me. Totally. So, do you ever have a? Because I can relate to that. When I ran, I mean, when I ran my marathon, I had a playlist set, and I didn't really like. I wasn't really paying attention to what was playing. Yeah. But then at, at, there was a certain point where I was really dying, and a song came on that like really fired me up. It was yep. a, it was a Meek Mill song, and then I was like, "All right, let's go," and, and I pushed it from there. Do you have that happen to you sometimes running, or is it pretty much always just white noise? Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes like one of those song hits, and you're like, "Yeah, and then here I'm we go. gonna <laughs> run through a wall. Let's go." Yeah. Um, nice. No, but I've got like I've got like two playlists. I've got like a one hour playlist of like gym and like fast running songs nice um and then i've got like a 30 hour country playlist with no repeats <laughs> on it nice and it's like i sometimes I just alternate between the two and like what i'm listening to that's cool yeah a lot of people i, I mean especially in the gym or running a lot of people think like edm hip-hop but countries like especially if you're going on long runs like sometimes you need kind of a break and just chill out yeah a little it's just bit. like this you know it's the slower music sometimes yeah. sometimes it's, it's like it's more like kind of like pop country sure and sure. uh like, yeah, it just like kind of sets the tone, sets the mood for me. I'm just you know cruising along, zoning out. Nice, that's good. Uh, this next one, I'm, I'm curious on your answer too. Favorite Instagram accounts, and and the way I say this is something that you find interesting, educational, or just cool. Oh yeah, I don't. <laughs> so I don't. I don't follow a lot of people on Instagram or okay. like big accounts. Um, yeah, I have a couple, but I don't think I don't like. It's just like I don't like a lot of people's posts. Sure. I just. Oh, I, I enjoy looking at them, but sure, I don't interact sure. with them a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of them is this guy that does time lapses of him cutting people's yards, overgrown yards. Really? He's just mowing the grass and weed whacking. Love that watching That sounds it. very satisfying. Um, <laughs> yeah, he just cuts these overgrown lawns for free. And then there's another one. Like, you go through, like, my related reels and stuff, and it's mm. just farm equipment plowing the field. <laughs> that sounds like, very I'm satisfying. Just watching these, you know, big, big cool tractors just... <laughs> Till the earth. Nice. So that's like, that get bored. Re- I could watch that for hours. That reminds me of like a 
for some reason, you know, like the, the Zen gardens that people have, and they just like rake the sand. Oh, and they draw in the sand, yeah. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Just for like meditation purposes, just like, ah, yeah, it's just very calming. Yeah, but I'll be flipping through, and I'm like, oh, that's a cool tractor. What's going yeah. on here? Yeah, nice. That's awesome. That is not what I expected, but I knew that was going to be a good answer, so I'll take it. Um, somewhere you've traveled recently, and this this may be like, this could be a running event, or just in general. Yeah. Um, and I traveled... Well, I mean, with the Navy traveling and then with the running traveling. Um, I mean, this year alone was California, Arizona, Utah, France, Italy, Sweden. <laughs> like, the, 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 I went to New York for, to visit for the first time, like, for a whole weekend this year. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I got a lot of travel this year, surprisingly. Yeah, multiple countries, multiple states. Yep. Very cool. And, and like you said, a lot of it running or work-related. Yeah. But New York was fun. A fun yeah, trip. New York was fun. Nice. Um, got some friends down there, so crashed with them, hung out with them nice. all weekend, and then took the train back up. Easy. Very cool. Uh, next one, also a, a question I ask a lot, but very interested to hear your take. Uh, favorite shoe or sneaker? Like for, like, yeah. I'm guessing for running. Yeah, uh, Hoka. <laughs> Hoka. Hoka, nice. yeah, Hoka. Um, I got to do my total shoe count for the year. I got this just giant pile of them. I wanted to ask about in, that, in yeah. In the corner, and uh, there's only like one pair that's not hoka really um, the rest are all hoka um trail i'll wear the challenger seven i started the year on the uh, clifton nine and then this summer i transitioned to the bondi eight which okay. is just their max cushion shoe cool um just because of all the mileage and all the all the running on asphalt that i'm doing yeah that makes sense so I and I saw your your post about your your boneyard. My, bone, All those my boneyard. How yeah. many shoes are in there? Uh, it's got to be twenty plus at this point. Wow! And your and those shoes are just their toast. Like you can't really use them anymore. I mean, or? you could use them, but I don't want to use them because of how worn. Like they've sure. all, they've all got. Three to four hundred miles on them. The treads are worn down. Yep. They're flat. The cushions used up on them. Uh, some of those pairs were like. Like three of those I used in 2022, and they carried over to the beginning of 2023. Gotcha. For a little bit, but the rest are all like shoes I've worn or raced in or trained in for 2023. Wow. Okay. So you're you're burning through shoes pretty quick. Oh yeah. <laughs> the the local run store loves me. Yeah, I bet. They gotta hook you up with like yeah. a sponsorship or you yeah, know, yeah. You know, they hook, give me they, discount. <laughs> they hook me up every now and then. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, it's like I need a new pair of shoes every two or three weeks. Wow. I, just, I need because of how many miles I'm putting on them. That's insane. Hey, but, I mean, but yeah, the alternative is wearing a shoe that's overworn and then you get an injury. Exactly. So you got to do what you got to yep. do. Very cool. Um, all right, so that wraps it up for the rapid fire. Um, so next, I just want to give a brief intro. And I know you've talked about this on previous podcasts, so we don't have to go crazy on it. But how did you uh, get into running? Kind of what's your what's your background athletically? And then um, how did you end up choosing this goal, the Trans-Atlantic Run? Yeah, so I I did sports when I was younger. I played on, like, the same travel soccer team. Um, I was decent at the running. Mm-hmm. I recovered pretty quickly compared to a lot of other people. Um, and, like, my parents had me doing track till eighth grade. Hated every minute of it. Like, as soon as they let me stop, I stopped. Um, <laughs> college, I got into triathlon for a little bit. Did all the Ironman distances, and then... I just kind of stopped once I commissioned the Navy and, and went overseas for a couple of years. Um, I really didn't get into the, like, really into running until last year, uh, summer of 22, when my friend asked me to run the Marine Corps Marathon with him. So I was like, yeah, sure, man, let's do it. Uh, we ran or trained for four or five months, had a great time out there, both broke that, that sub-three-hour mark for Boston, which was our goal. Um, That's super fast. And I thought, I was like, all right, that was fun, like, you know, in my head, I was like, Yo, what can I do next? I'm like, oh, I'm going to train. I'm going to qualify for the Olympics for the marathon. That would be so cool. And then I, like, looked at what it takes to actually do that. And I was like, okay, no, we're not. We're not doing this in the next. It's going to take us, like, five, ten years to build up to that. I, I don't want to do that. Um, but I was thinking more about it. And back in 2016, when the current world record for the TransCon was set, uh, by Pete Kostelnik, he actually ran through uh, State College PA, where I went to school at Penn State. Um, oh, he okay. ran through there on his, like, world record run. And a couple of people from the triathlon club had gone out at the time to go run with him. Um, I didn't go. I didn't really know much about it. And I was like, oh, c- cool, this guy's running by. Like, whatever. <laughs> I didn't really think much of it. Um, 
And then in 20, what was I guess 2021, I think uh, Hella Sabid, um, he was doing a transcon, and I didn't hear about it till like his last day because uh, YouTuber Casey Neistat um, posted a video of them finishing the run. I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. I've heard about that before. Like, went back, watched the whole series. I was like, I want to do this someday. That's you cool. know, fast forward, what, two years now. And we kind of been planning this for about a year. But, yeah, we're going to do it. Um, that was kind of how I got into it. And when I got to Newport in January 2nd, I was like, all right, I'm going to start running every day. Like, we're going to start building up to this thing, kind of getting into the ultra scene. So I didn't, I didn't run my first ultra until – well, my, I guess I had run an ultra before. But, it, like, my first, like, 100-mile race was back in April of this year. Gotcha. Um, and then we've been slowly building up, and now we've just been kind of pedal to the metal on it for the past month, month and a half, um, getting ready to do this thing. And we're like, well, if we're going to do it, let's go big. So you know, <laughs> let's, let's see if we can set a record on it. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Do you, um, and, you're, and you're working with a coach. Well, we'll skip ahead a little bit. Are you working with a coach on this? I am, yeah. yeah. So he, um, he and I have been working together for about a year now. Cool. Um, he's in the Navy as well. He actually coaches the um, all-Navy marathon team. So, like, okay. all the inter-service competitions that they do, um, he coaches for the Navy team. And that's kind of how we got connected a little bit. Uh, we've been working together pretty much the whole year. He is, like, he's, like, triathlon-based, though, with, like, his private, um, you know, coaching pr- sure. uh, program. Yeah. And so when I had reached out to him and we had kind of connected, he's like, yeah, I don't really do ultra. He's like, but <laughs> I'm game to try. <laughs> yeah, like, let's see what happens. And, I mean, it's been it's been going well, right? That's like, awesome. um you know, my first 100 mile, I qualified for uh, UTMB, which is the, like, international trail running championship of the world out in France. Um, so I got to go go and do that. Um, we did it two. So that's, four- like, the Olympics of ultramarathoning, essentially? Yeah, it's kind a, it's of. It's the top, top level. It's like, it's, like, the world-recognized race of, like, this is, like, the finals of the year where everybody comes together from all over the world. Like, there's, like, 3,000 people wow. in this trail running race through the, uh, through the Alps. Very cool. Um and so we did that. We did a, a two forty six marathon in San Diego back over the summer, and then we've just been kind of you know every like every other weekend I've had like a race that I'm doing, <laughs> and so it's like over the summer it was kind of hard to you know do some of this you know specific training. But then now that we finished up with this year's Marine Corps marathon back in October, we're like all right we're we're doing the programming for for the transcon here March first. And we're like talking about. It. He's like, "So, what do you want to do?" He's like, "I was like, I don't know. Like, let's let's try this. Let's see what happens." Um, so we're just kind of you know swinging for the fences, and we'll I love we'll it. We'll see what happens. We're kind of we're trying to mimic a little bit of what Pete Kostelnik did to train back in 2016 when he set his record. Sure. So we're we're because he's the only one who's done something kind of this ridiculous. Right. 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 Otherwise, we're we're going into territory that no one's done. It's a, it would be a world record. Right. So we're kind of gauging it off of what he's done. And then giving it a little bit of our own spin to it. Is um is Pete Kostnick, is he still racing? Or is he done or do you know? He's still racing. Um unfortunately he actually was in a really bad car accident uh. back in back in the fall. Um Leadville one hundred, which is a huge I heard of that, yeah. Huge trail race out in uh, Colorado. Um he was riding past he was riding in the back seat of some of one of the cars just like oh, spectating race and they got no, nope. like, oh, they got damn. like rear ended in like a really bad crash, he had to get like airlifted out of there, and like all the surgery on like his hips and stuff. Um, so like he's I'm, he's still like laid up in the hospital. So like I've talked with him about the record, really, and, yeah. And I was like, I like I was like didn't know how to approach it at first because I'm like, you know, he's in the hospital. I'm like, how do I approach being like, hey, dude, I know you're in the hospital, but I'm also gonna try to t- like go for your record. Right, right. It's like how do you approach that? Um, no, but he was super cool about it. That's awesome. Um, we emailed back and forth. He you know, gave some feedback on things, and he's like, yeah, like, go for it, man. Like, that's why it's there. Like, yeah. go for the record. <laughs> he gave you some good advice. Yeah, so we, we've cool. been keeping in touch um, and just kind of keeping an updated on how things are going. That's really cool. So, I mean, I mean, between your coach and, like, the guy who set the record before, you're in pretty good hands as far as, like, you know what you need to do. Yeah, it's like we know what we need to do, and yeah. it's just a matter of, you know, <laughs> my body doesn't fall apart in the process. Right, right. And I definitely want to t- um, talk about that as well. Let, let's go right into it. What are you doing for 
um, recovery. I saw you post something the other day about deep muscle stimulation. Yep. What what is that? I haven't heard of that. Um, it's basically like a massage gun on steroids. Okay. Um, you know, like one of those you know handheld massage guns, yeah. but I don't know. It's a lot fancier than that, and it goes a lot faster than that. Sure. Okay. Um, but you know, one of the one of the PTs I'm working with, um, that's what she does, and so she's been doing that for me once a week, about an hour, um, since you know sometime over the summer. Nice. Um, and then I'm just getting back into doing like the full body massages again. Nice. Uh, so, you know, between, between the DMS and, and the massage once a week, it's, you know, it's twice a week now. I mean, that's like the only recovery I really do. Like, totally. I don't do, I don't really do any of the sauna stuff, any of the ice bath stuff. Um, you just kind of just go out there and just keep running. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about like, uh, do you have like a mobility, like stretching routine that you do or you? Oh, uh, no. No? I, <laughs> That's, I mean, that's one of my problems, yeah. probably. Um, no, I do like, I got like some pipes, and I'll roll my feet on them. Okay, nice. Um, like PVC pipe? Yeah, it's just like a what a five six inch diameter pipe. It's hard plastic. Yeah, yeah, hard plastic, and you just you know, stand on it, rolling in all the different directions with both feet while you're standing on it, just kind of working those arches. Gotcha. Very cool. Um, what are you doing? Kind of transitioning a little bit. What are you doing for like uh, hydration? And well, sorry, hydration. Are you? How much are you water are you drinking during the day? Not enough. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, because my run, the way we, you know, to do 75 miles a day, we're not running 75 straight. It's like right. run 15 to 20 miles, take a 15-minute break, mm-hmm. and then repeat till we get to 75. And that, like, 15-minute break gives me a chance to get calories down um like actual food gives me a chance to just catch my breath for a little bit stretch out and increase some blood flow whatever we need to do um so like when we do these training runs i'll do 15 to 20 mile segments so even if i'm doing a 30 mile day i'll run 15 20 miles take a 15 minute break at home and mm-hmm. then go back out and finish the miles um but when i run you know, i can only carry so much water with me Um, so I have about 600 milliliters in between two bottles that I'll carry with me. Um, and I try to stretch them out to 10 miles each, which is really easy to do in the winter here. But then as soon as I get back home for that 15 minute break, I'm like, I'll just pound back an entire liter of water in like three seconds. So it's, it's not as much as I should be doing, but it'll be much easier when we do the actual transcon because I'm going to have... The crew drive. I mean, all this I'm doing, you know, by myself here. Right. Um, we'll have the crew driving with me, and basically every two miles, the the vehicle will be there, and they're going to hand me food and water to just constantly taking in what we need during the day. So you'll you'll have um, is it like friends that will go with you essentially? Like, yeah. So we these got, guys will have to take off like forty days from work essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the we got a full time crew of four. Wow. Um, one of them is my one of my drill instructors from Penn State when I was going through the ROTC cool. program. Okay. Um, he's now he's a Marine. He's now stationed out in San Diego. He was one of the first people I asked, and he's like, "Yes, let's, like <laughs> let's awesome. let's do it." Um, so he's coming out. The PT I have here in Newport, she's gonna come out. Oh, good. Um, yeah, which is huge. And then obviously, like you gotta have your mom. So my mom's out there. Nice. Um, she's doing a lot of like the, helping me with a lot of the planning right now because. Cool. You know, running five, six hours a day plus work plus sleep. It's like I don't have. Are you gonna be working during it? No, but oh. like right now, it's oh, like right I don't now. have yeah. a, I don't have a lot of free time, and yeah, so yeah. she's helping with a lot of that, and then she'll be out there with the logistics as well. Um, we're working on the fourth member. There's a couple things up in the air still, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll have a media team of about one to two people. So the whole crew is gonna be five to six, and there's lots of people that are gonna be coming out to help through. The, through the length of the run, right? Like nice. uh, for a week or two, or coming out for a weekend, whatever, and, and helping out crew in pacing, all those things. Oh, like pacers as well? Yeah. You guys, that's cool. That's got to help a ton, huh? Yeah, I mean, even if, like, I don't like to talk a lot when I'm running. Yeah. And, like, I just I just want to run, but having people there just next to you running with you makes it so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's not, when you talk about pacing, it's not like they're going to run that perfect pace and then you stay with them. It's like, when you talk about like ultra pacing, it's just like having that company with you, yeah. and it's like, damn, I really hurt right now. They're like, okay, keep running. You're like, okay, I'll keep running. <laughs> like, like yeah, that, that, that's the pacing. Too bad, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's cool. Um, what? So you must have a 
pretty big you have like a sprinter van or something like that a pretty big vehicle that you're yeah so we'll have the plan is we'll have an rv for the crew um nice. and then i'll have basically like a sprinter van um yeah. i think specifically it's gonna be like a ford transit camper van um cool. that's actually getting built out for i was just talking um uh company that has like a special patent on their vans on how they they build them a special way they're actually like yeah we'll build you a van in two months so wow. they're gonna they're gonna build me a uh, like a you know specialized van for the for the event um very cool and then that when it, when it's all done obviously they're gonna get a we're gonna give a whole bunch of publicity with it and then they'll take it back and they'll sell it or do whatever they're gonna do with it but nice okay that's that's a like a huge help in terms like yeah. you know the cost to do this thing is, is pretty large and so it's like any little bit of help like that is like it's unreal we appreciate it yeah yeah that's really cool um yeah <laughs> very cool uh, let's let's talk a little bit about um uh nutrition because i know we, we alluded to this earlier you're and this people on instagram are, are kind of at you on this <laughs> like you you don't have an issue with like going to eat a bunch of cookies or pop tarts or like pizza and like your traditional like um uh you know athlete mentality is like oh i have to eat like very pure very organic but I gotta eat clean right yeah. right but um and i i understand where you're coming from but a lot of people are like what is he doing like he's trying to set a world record why is he eating this stuff but you just have to get in as literally as much calories as possible yeah it's like for me to maintain my weight i need to eat six to seven thousand calories a day right now Wow. And that's that's just so I can stay what 170, 175 pounds that I am with all the running I'm doing. Right. Um, and that's doing uh, the 30, 35 miles a day. I mean, once that bumps up and we're actually doing the run, the 75 a day, you look at like elevation changes, everything else. Like I'm gonna need 12 to 15 thousand calories a day. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't you can't get that eating the way you, people expect you to eat. Um, yeah. And it's also like the the amount of energy that I'm burning is I don't have time to wait for everything to digest and and like I need energy and I need it now. Yeah. Um. And so you look at things like uh, the the thing people hate most is the pop tarts. It's like <laughs> really. Oh yeah. I think I think if I just <laughs> gave up pop tarts, the internet would be okay with how I eat. Everyone seems bent over those. Um. But yeah, literally anytime I step out the door, I have a Pop-Tart in hand going in my mouth for the first half mile while I'm running. Yeah. Um, I didn't show it in the last video, but I drink, <laughs> when I'm doing these things, so much Coca-Cola. Like really? soda, abs- soda's like a, a great source of calories and sugar. What about the carbonation? Does it screw with it, you at all? It depends, yeah. right? Uh, some people don't like, like, like you go to these ultra races, soda is, is very plentiful. A lot of people drink it. Um, it depends Sometimes I like the carbonation because it actually, for me, it helps me settle my stomach. Oh, and interesting. And just like the bubbles. Um, but other times I just, I want it shaken out and I want it flat. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, like pizza, amazing. Ice cr- <laughs> Like I eat half a pint of ice cream at night right now. <laughs> um, during the transcon, I'll probably eat a full pint at night. It's just like, wow. it's a very easy source to get a lot of calories. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like people ask about the macros. Like, what are your macros? Like, I, I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you. I don't track you don't any track, of that. Yeah. I don't even really track the calories. The only time I know calories is because I'm like, I sit down, I'm like, okay, what is every little thing? And then you can figure it out. And then I can figure it out. But really, I'm just, I'm eating until my stomach stops getting mad at me. And it's like, okay, <laughs> you, you finally had enough food. We'll calm down now. No way. Yeah. So, so you're just super hungry. It's just, my grocery bill is getting ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, it's like I'm feeding a family of three right now, but it's just me. That's wild. Um, it's a side story on that. I, when I was in um, Europe, when I was in school, um, we did a we did a broadening experience trip, and uh, I got really sick, and um, I was really dehydrated, I had a stomach bug. And in France, we went to the like the walk in, like the doctor, and uh, I'm like, hey, do you guys have any Gatorade? And I guess for whatever reason, I don't know if it was that particular hospital or if the Gatorade is just not really a thing in Europe. They're like, what's Gatorade? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's language barrier. I don't know. But they came back and they brought me flat Coke. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking about that. I'm like, oh, I guess like. I mean, I needed to replenish my because I had a bad stomach bug. Yeah. Like I needed to replenish. So interesting, you say that, like the flat coke that just brought me back to that. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, like like you saw on social media, it's you know, I just post a video. People are always like, "What do you eat? Like, how do you, like people ask these questions? I'm yeah, like, sure, that sounds like a great idea. I'll share that with everyone, and then everybody just wants to jump in, like. You can't eat like that, or like, don't eat standing up. And I'm like, what? Don't eat like, standing up. And I always ask. <laughs> I just my response is like, 
why? <laughs> and then they never say anything back. I'm like, okay, great, cool. <laughs> it it is so funny because like I think the way the algorithm works, like you probably the the most ridiculous questions you probably were like, all right, what does this guy want? You respond to, yeah. And then so it's a picture of whatever you're doing, and then absolutely to like to me, but probably to most people, it's like a very ridiculous question. Then you being having like a very like legitimate like appropriate response, but also being like. Uh, what are you Why? talking yeah. about? It's like very simple. So yeah. it, it's it's funny. I'm a, almost every single post. But I mean, I guess that's what happens when you start to gain a following. Like just the trolls come out of the woodwork and just yep. there's stupid people out yeah. there, I guess. And people who are just like, I don't know, maybe maybe it's j- deep-rooted like jealousy or maybe it's deep-rooted like like haters essentially, like trying to like take you down. It's yeah, like, I mean, well. that's there's a couple of people. It's like I know as soon as I see their name, I know yeah, who yeah. they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's been one there's been one guy recently. Yeah, there's been one guy recently where he's just every single post I do, he's like, "Are you just gonna keep posting these videos every day?" And it's like my response yes. is, "Are you just gonna keep commenting every day?" And it's yeah. just like it's like, <laughs> just like, what do you want what? me to do? Like, if you don't like it, you know, don't follow you, me. Yeah, like, you, you're, you're. I can see you're following me. <laughs> Block me, do whatever you want. Yeah, you like, literally don't have to follow me. Yeah. <laughs> if you're actually getting angry, you're making yourself angry by following yeah. me. Yeah, and then they'll write these huge paragraphs about how, like, I shouldn't do certain things because of this or or that. And I just go, okay, I'm still going to do it. And then they'd write a whole other paragraph, and it's like, how much time are you spending? And a lot of the, a lot of the qu- questions are definitely based on, like, and I don't even have a, a truly big understanding of ultramarathon running. But I can tell a lot of people are like, I think there was something they asked you about, like, why do you tape your toes? Yeah. And it's oh, like, oh, you should wear a wide they're, they're toe They're taped box. right now. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because you have to. Yeah. Because they, they'll blister. Mm-hmm. And you, I think the response was like, oh, you should wear a wide toe box shoe. And you're like, well, I forget what your response was. But essentially, it's like you need to wear a shoe with it, like a hoka with a ton of cushioning because you're doing so many miles a day. Yeah. It's like you don't really have an option. That, that was a big one when I started doing showing some of the toe taping. Yeah. Is they're like, well, that's because you're wearing the wrong socks. I'm like, okay, I'll bite. Like, what socks what? should I be wearing? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm down. Let's see what the, let's see where this goes. And they're like, you need to wear the toe socks. Right. And I'm again, I'm like, okay, why? <laughs> and they're like, well, because that'll prevent the blisters. And I'm just like, the only difference between a toe sock and a normal sock is that there's fabric in between the toes. I don't get blisters between the toes. Right. You get blisters on the parts that touch the shoe. Sure. And the toe sock's not going to change that. So it's like, what do? You, <laughs> You're you're trying to make these arguments that like you have no basis for what you're trying to talk about. Yeah, and if it's like if it's someone who's like experienced or knowledgeable about like you know like even like marathon running or ideally the ultra marathon running community, and like they're telling you and they're giving you advice like that. Okay, sure, like let's have yeah. a conversation. But it's some it's like I can tell it's just people who are like have no idea what they're talking about and they're trying to give you yeah. advice. Yeah, all the, all the all the like all the runners and the people in the ultra community, they're like. Oh, I do the same thing, or, yeah, they're, yeah. or they're like, "Oh, that's a great idea. I'm gonna start doing that." Right, it's like supportive. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, this is awesome." <laughs> yeah. and then all all the all the naysayers are this, the ones who just I have no idea. In. Yeah, it's wild. Um, one one other piece on um, nutrition. Uh, any supplements that you're taking? Caffeine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, that's effective. I, I hate coffee, but I love caffeine. Um, do you do like a uh, pre workout or? Yeah, it's a pre workout. Um, pretty much take that every yeah every morning it's like 150 milligrams of caffeine um sometimes i'll take another like 50 or 60 milligrams um in the evening if i'm doing like another run like i'll i'll probably take some before the f- another yeah, yeah, the another 15 miles today sure. um but other than that i don't take any supplements yeah yeah no i mean caff i mean as far as supplements go i'm i'm kind of on the side of like Less is more a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a couple things that I take. Um, but, uh, yeah, caffeine is really one of the most, like, powerful ones. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy what that can do for you. Like, yeah. some, of, some of these ultra races where it's, like, uh, like UTMB out in France there, uh, it, took me, it took me 39 hours to finish, finish that race. Yeah. And I just remember, you know, I have these 200 milligram, like, straight caffeine pills yeah. that I'll carry with me on a race. Yep. And it's, like, you start hitting, like, hour... 1920 and you start living off these things right and i just remember like three huge climbs left like eight more hours of running and like every two hours just another 200 milligrams of caffeine (laughs) and you think about how much you're taking in you're like oh my god i'm gonna die like my (laughs) heart's just gonna explode but you gotta like look up a calculation what's the toxicity of caffeine like what dose does it kill me i'm under that okay keep going (laughs) yeah that was like the for for a little bit i was like how can i make my own like caffeine drink mix. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna buy caffeine in bulk. 
Yep. And I was like, why can't I buy this thing in bulk? And it's like you need, uh, you know, all these approvals. Because oh, of the do- because of the dosing of caffeine, you can't buy it in bulk unless it's for um, manufacturing or commercial use. You can't buy it for personal use. I didn't know that because of how much people overdose on it. Interesting. So you can only buy it in like tablet form for personal use because mm. it's already like broken out. That makes sense. Because I I was trying to do the same thing recently. I was like, oh, there's a lot of pre workouts mm-hmm. out there, but what about just a pure caffeine pre workout? I don't need anything else in it. Yeah. And there is no, like, I, I couldn't find any caffeine powder that you no, can buy. No, you can't buy it because of just how... Um, it's what, too potent. Yeah, the, the potency of <laughs> yeah. it is, it's a, it has, it's a lot of overdose issues with it. Sure, you can I easily mean, just do even a couple like, scoops. Even, like, a teaspoon, a full teaspoon or tablespoon of caffeine, like, you take that straight all at once. Right. And over, like, it, it'll just knock you out. So gotcha. that's why you can only buy it in pill form for personal use. Interesting. That, ma- that makes a lot of sense because I was so confused. I'm like, every other supplement out there you can buy just pure, mm-hmm. but you can't get that pure. Very interesting. Um, okay, so we, we touched upon it briefly, but I want to talk a little bit more about the gear. Um, so we talked about the tape. So yep. you, you're taping for every run? Um, if, it's m- if it's more than 15 miles, so like if it's tw- – I kind of do like five-mile intervals. Mm-hmm. So if it's 20 miles or more, I'll tape. Gotcha. Or if it's raining, I'll tape. And then just from a marathon perspective, I know chafing was always very scary for me for, like, nipples, groin. Yep. Like, do you have any sort of, like, anti-chafe chafe, like, yeah, I mean, stick that my, you use? My nipples are taped right now still yeah. from this morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. nice. I'll so you just immediately do that for, that for the runs? Yeah, again, it's like that. It's like it depends on the shirt I'm wearing. Sure. Because if it's a shirt with, like, you know, a print on it, yeah, that prints a little bit uh, stiffer, and so that'll cause some chafing issues. Gotcha. Um, but like like this or like what you're wearing, it's not as much of an issue. But if it's raining, sure. it definitely does. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But yeah, twenty miles or more, I'm taping. I'm taping my nipples. Um, lots of lube. Like yeah. usually, I'm a huge. I don't like wearing a shirt when I run. Sure. But yeah. the problem is, then you get like the underarm chafe. Yeah, yeah. And so for the ultras, I always wear a shirt for the ultras, just because you're out there for so long. Like it, yeah. that chafing sucks. Yeah. Um, but like also like crap ton of lube, like in the groin, in the butt crack, like yeah, more lube than you know you need. You want <laughs> down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. That's that's kind of what I expected. Right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, we talked about shoes already. Um. And you do the videos where you do, like, the full full get-up. Mm-hmm. A lot of people ask you questions about your headlamp, too. Do you yeah. have a special headlamp that you use? Um, Petzl Neo RL. It's, um, they have they have a smaller one that seems to be pretty big because it's much lighter. Mm. Um, a lot of people like that. I like the one that I have because it's got some settings with the brightness, and it's, it's heavier, but it's got a red strobe integrated on the back of it. And because oh, nice. I, because I do so much like road running almost specifically it's like yeah. i want that extra light just so you get hit yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, get, still get hit but yeah. <laughs> you well, do what you can yeah exactly and then um the big question um the ducky shorts yeah yeah <laughs> any any like meaning behind those or is it just like just fashion they were just it's fashionable it cool. hell yeah. yeah i love it no the um I think that it's just hilarious. It is. And people look at it, and they have to do a double take. Yeah. And what are you wearing, ducky shorts? Yeah, yep. just wearing some rubber ducks through the mountains, you know? Love it. Um, yeah, people love them, so we're having fun with it. That's cool. And then uh, we talked about this a little bit, but um, you, I'm sure you carry some sort of hydration and, like, uh, like carbohydrates on you? or. Um, so I wear... I wear a race belt, which is just like an elastic waistband. Okay, yeah, with yeah. With a bunch of pockets on yep. it. It's like I don't know, like it's like that wide, and it goes around your waist. You can stuff. Oh, I can stuff a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> uh, that's how I carry my phone. I can stick my jacket on the back. Oh, nice. um, I keep some chapstick in there, but the whole front of it is just a big pocket. So, like today for the twenty miles, um, it's not enough, but it gets me through. Mm-hmm. Um, three Cliff Bars. So that's like. Eight hundred calories, and then I carry two three hundred milliliter bottles of water, but that has tailwind mixed into it, which is like an endurance fuel. Okay. Um, is it like carbohydrate? Carbohydrate. It's mostly sugar based. Okay. Um, sugar and electrolytes, and so each of those bottles has another hundred calories as well. Mm. Um, so between that, I've got about a thousand calories, and then I could I could bring some extra calories with me, but usually it's a it's a water that I'm running out of before I'm running out of fuel. Sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what I'll run with, and just all sits right there. 
you wouldn't you wouldn't even know I'm carrying it all with one of my shirts like yeah. down because it just sits tight to the body and nice. it's comfortable. That's really cool. Yeah, that's that's something. I mean, obviously with your races too, you'll have the the van to help you like supplies. So you don't have to carry all that stuff. Right? Yeah, I'll still wear I'll still wear some sort of um, uh, uh, a race belt like that. But I won't be like I won't have all that stuff in there. I'll probably just have like my phone and like the GPS tracker, because every mm. two miles, like the bottles have a hand strap on them. Um, the two miles is short enough that it's like I can grab any food I need when I pass those points. Gotcha. So we're just kind of like, keep handing off as I'm going and dumping trash and taking more food. Very cool. Um, two, two or three more topics that I want to talk about. One is the one is the gym. Mm-hmm. Talk about training because I mean. Especially for very, very – most runners know now, especially if they're serious, but especially for very recreation runners, it's good to hear that you should be in the gym training. Um, so I want to talk about that. And then um, mental fitness because I know what with what you're doing – for most runners in general, like you can hit up mental blocks like, oh, I don't want to go this day. Like yeah. what keeps you going from that? And then um, if it sounds like you've been pretty good, but like any injuries or any like um, – and I know you're working with the PT, which is great, but um, training around that, cross training, uh, that type of stuff. And then um, – I think we'll we'll pretty much be up getting close to the wrap up point there, but I want to hit those three topics for sure. So yeah, let's talk about the gym first. Yeah. So I, I see you've been doing some heavy lifting. I <laughs> I like picking things up and putting them down. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I'm by no means a power lifter. Yeah. Like I'm not the strongest guy in the gym, but I I can move some weight for my size. Um, yeah, three. What we've been doing is hour a week, hour in the gym three times a week. Um, basically two two sort of. Uh, of exercises, a, um, a chest, chest, shoulders, and triceps day, and then a legs, legs, back, and biceps day, and they just the day's just it's like an A B workout that we just nice. alternate. Um, that's kind of gone down to, to two hours a week rather than three hours a week, just with the amount of time I have available and how much I'm spending running now. Um, yep. So it's pretty much one of those workouts in the beginning of the week, one of them at the end of the week. Um, yeah, it's just like an hour of, you know, big compound exercises, you know, incline press, overhead press, um, squats, deadlifts, all sorts of things, and a little bit of the smaller uh, movements as well, just trying to make the muscles big and, yeah. and, and used to the load of everything. Do you have any, because um, I know at the at the highest end for, like, marathon runners, mm-hmm. but I, but there's there's debate about this, so... I know some marathon runners would say, like, oh, I don't want to put on too much mass because, you know, every step I take, that's more mass. Sure. I don't know if you've heard, like, yeah, heard that, heard that argument. Yeah. But then you have other guys, like, I don't know if you follow, like, um, like Nick Bear. Yeah. So he's obviously super jacked, and he's running really fast marathons. So mm-hmm. do you have any input on, like, like that? I, you know, <laughs> when I was doing the triathlon in college, I think I was, like, 160, 165. And I remember thinking, going into my race, I'm like, if I could lose five pounds, like, I could go faster because I don't <laughs> have to. But then uh, the more I think about it now, it's like, I don't even care about my weight. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you know, some people are like, you know, the physique or the weight. And it's like, I honestly don't care. All I care about is, are my muscles strong enough for what they're trying to do? Sure. And can they last? Um I think weight maybe plays into it a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think it's a bigger deal when you look at something like um, uh, not so much how difficult is it to move, but maybe the stress on your body. Sure. Like if you take someone who's 300 pounds and you tell them to go run 30 miles, <laughs> it's a lot more you know, force that they're putting onto muscles, tendons, bones, right. compared to someone who's 100 pounds putting onto muscles, tendons, and bones. And so for them to be able to support all that and not injure themselves, like, you can make your muscles stronger, but you can't really make your bones that much stronger. Sure. Um, so I think there's there's some legitimacy to that. Yeah. But at the end yeah. of the day, I don't think it makes all that a difference for people who are generally healthy and fit. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever's going to make you happy. But I think that having that muscle is a lot better. Having a little bit of extra weight's okay because – that you know you've got the strength and you've got the sustainability that your body's going to hold up to the constant beat of everything. Your body's more bulletproof. Right. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. That's very cool. Um and are you doing much as far as like 
you probably, I guess, you probably don't have to, but uh, like cross training your cardio, like hitting the bike, swim. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I think I've I've sat on a like bike in the gym a total of one hour over the, in the past year, <laughs> um, and that was because I had injuries and I was just sure. like, I just want to do something here. Like <laughs> let me let me do this for a little bit. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, the the bike's kind of boring, so I I get that. Yeah. Um, and then. This may be this is more on the running side of things, but are you doing any sort of like because a lot of marathons, depending on your programming, they'll have like a longer day, mm-hmm. um, a, sh- a more pace day, and then maybe like a speed training day. Are you doing anything that's kind of like more like speed style training? Or we were in the beginning of the year when sure. I was doing some of the the focused marathon training, uh, going trying to get that sub two forty five. Um, we would do Tuesdays would be the speed day on the track, and we would do like eighteen miles just cutting circles on the track with a bunch of speed in there. Um, And then Thursday is a little bit. But the problem is it's such a shock to your system that it's, I mean, the recovery from that, I would feel it for three, four days into the weekend. Wow, okay. Um, But, like, what we're doing now is, like, there's there's no speed work. Because, like, with ultra, sure, some people may care about the speed and building overall top speed, like, to compete in some of the, you know, at the elite level for some of these races. But what we're trying to do here is I don't care about speed. I care about can I do a sustained effort for 15 hours a day for 40 days. Right. Um, and so all of my miles are what would be considered easy effort. Everyone's got their own. How fast is easy? It depends on the person. Right. Um, but, it, you know, zone two heart rate, for me, it's like a 930 to 10-minute mile. And so all my miles are just 930 to 10 and just consistency, just keep hitting those marks um, I don't even look at the pace. The only thing I look at on my watch when I'm running is my heart rate. Really? Yeah, like that's the only thing on the screen. And it's like, okay, if it hits 150, is there a hill? No? Okay, then you need to slow down. Gotcha. Or like if it's in like the 130s, it's like, okay, you can go a little bit faster. So if I can sit, for me, if I can sit somewhere in those 140s, I'm very happy with that. And I could do that number all day long. When you're doing a race, is it the same thing? Are you looking at your heart rate? Um, yes and no. Mm. Right, because, like, I have a chest strap, and that's way better data than trying to get, like, the yeah. wrist read Because the wrist readings are... Not great. They're kind of phony so a lot of the times. And it, you get water, it, it's all messed up. Sure. Um, but for the races, in the beginning of the year, I was kind of looking at that pace. And then the back half of the year, I was looking more at the heart rate. And it's, I think, mentally a lot easier just looking at the heart rate. Sure. Because I'm looking at the pace, and I'm like, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta get this number, or or... You know, I also see the distance, and I'm like, oh, I'm only 10 miles in out of out of 100. Like, I got 90 miles to go, and it just like messes with your mind. Sure, um, sure. I think it's a lot easier to just run based off that heart rate, because then I'm just checking that number, and that number doesn't really change. It just kind of sits there static. Mm-hmm. It may fluctuate a little bit, and then we adjust. Um, and then when it beeps for like my mile interval, I'm like, oh wow, I was actually doing like a 920 on that, and I was wow. like, or like a 1005. It's like, okay. Was I going uphill? Was I going into the wind? Like, why was I going slower? Mm-hmm. Was I just not putting in the effort? And then we just, you know, you change it a little bit. Totally. So. Do you have, it's kind of a side question on that. Do you have any strategies on how you're breathing during the run? Um, I, mean, I know it's just some, like, people who do, like, no nasal breathing and, like, stuff like that. But for me, it's, like, I mostly just breathe through my nose. Yeah. Like, if I have to breathe through my mouth, I'm probably working too hard. Sure. That's sure. kind of my gauge. Because you're um, too. Yeah, it's like yeah. If, I can, if I can just run breathing through my nose, I know I'm in a good spot regardless of what my heart rate is. Sure. Um, but when I start going up a hill or something like that, I can, the heart rate goes up, the breathing goes up a little bit. It's not that I'm wheezing, but I'm like, I, I need to open my mouth and just keep that nice flow of oxygen going. Right. Um, so I don't really use any special techniques, just that that's sort of my gauge of how's my pace right now. Nice. I like that. That's cool. Um, that kind of brings us into, as far as, like, heart rate goes, like, some of that mental fitness side of things. Like, are you doing anything as far as, like, well, kind of sleep sleep works into this, too. And I, and I heard you talk about this on a different podcast, so we can get into that a little bit as well. But what are you doing as far as, like, the mental fitness as, as like, um, motivation? Like, what, what keeps you going yeah. um, when, when it gets hard and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> mo- motivation is, like, I don't – like, I don't really think, like, motivation doesn't get it done. Sure. Right? I mean, I absolutely hate going out for a run. Really? Like, 
the mental wall that I have to climb over to put my shoes on and go out the door and start running is crazy. But as soon as I get a quarter mile in, yeah, I'm like, this is awesome. I never want to stop. <laughs> right. And so it's, it's like, you're, I'm not motivated to do it. It's just like, I, I have to do this thing. Mm. And if I don't like, I, I don't know, but yeah. like, I, I have to do this thing. Right. Um, and because you're you're not motivated, yeah. And most of the things you do, it's just like, I I mean, it's a little cliche, but it's like about the discipline of like, right. are you disciplined to go do it no matter what's going on, right? Um, and so that's one of the biggest challenges for me in the winter right now is I don't mind running in the cold, I don't mind running in the rain, um, but waking up at three and because like I got to get my miles done before I go to work so I can do the evening miles too, make it all fit. Mm -hmm. um, it's like getting up at three, trying to run by three thirty. It's like if I can get my shoes on and step outside the door, I'm good. Yeah. But trying to get over that hurdle is like, it's a it's a big battle a lot of days. That's tough. Do you, do you have days where you're like, ah, I'm just gonna skip it today? Um, <laughs> not skip it, but it's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna sleep until like six today. Nice. Yeah. And then it's like, like that was last week when we started doing uh. We started doing 26 miles on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, we're going to split it up in the morning and afternoon. And that first Tuesday, I was like, ah, I don't, I don't want to get up this morning. Yeah. And then I'm at work, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, damn, I got to run a whole marathon <laughs> when I get home after work today. So there's payback on the, it's on the payback, back side. And it's like, <laughs> I think that happens to me enough that it's like, all right, you idiot. Like, you're, yeah. you're, you're going to suffer now, or you're going to yeah. suffer tonight, and it's going to be a lot worse. So, so it's like, <laughs> we have to do these miles. Like, if we want any chance at trying to accomplish what we're trying to accomplish, the running has to be done. Yeah, you got to put in the work. Exactly. And so it's, all right, you're going to pay now or you're going to pay later. <laughs> oh, I guess that's that's one style of motivation in a way. Like, do it now or do it later. Yep. Get, it, get it done. Um, that's really cool. Um, sorry, so we touched upon pretty much a little bit of everything. Nutrition, hydration, um, gear. Coaching. Uh, one one question I had the coaching. You had a post recently about um, you switch up your running stride. Yeah. Um, and I saw it, and 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 you can explain it, but it looks like you you, you try to make it a change for efficiency purposes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, when you think about like the running stride, everybody pictures you know these elite marathon runners with their beautiful leg kicks behind them and their arms arms going, and yeah, it works or like sprinters on a, racing around a track. Um, and it works really great for them, and it works really well. But again, it goes back to that, I'm not, I'm not so much worried about speed as I am, how long can I do this over and over and over again? Um, and the way that we can preserve that energy level, uh, as well as help the body hold up, is how efficient can we be in the process? Mm. And a lot of that is just the technique and how you run. So, like, I don't have a huge – like, when when you see me run, it's almost like you kind of look at me kind of funny because I'm doing – like it almost looks like a fast walk that I'm doing. Sure, My yeah. feet barely leave the ground. They're not kicking up. Um, my hands are, like, super tight to my body. They're not swinging a lot. Um, and it's just all about having, like, those smaller movements that take – you know, can you measure the difference in energy between them? It's minuscule. Mm -hmm. um, but when you when you extrapolate that over 15 hours a day uh, for a, a month and a half, it's like it starts adding up. And so, like any little bit of uh, changes that we can make to improve that efficiency is what we're going for. And so, like, I mean, my coach, he's always like sending me back. I send him some of the videos and stuff. He's like, "Get your hands tighter. Get your hands tighter." Like, really? Because if you think about it, your your arm is just a big lever. So if I have like a water bottle in my hand. You know, the further away it is from my body, the, the more energy of that lever is going to take. Right. But if I can keep it close to my body, now that weight's much closer. So, you know, physics and stuff, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're not moving that mass of your arm as far. And so right. it takes less energy. Sure. Um, and that's what we're going for is how, how much energy can we preserve right. when we're doing these runs? Trying to just break any leaks in the chain. Mm -hmm. Just make it as efficient as possible. That's interesting. I was looking at... Um, uh, there's a certain type of uh, marathon runner. I, th I think it could be like the Ethiopians. Or, um, the way they run compared to most other runners, that 
most most marathon runners are a little more of a ninety degree they, angle. They've got that like obtuse angle. They're yeah. they're super tight with their arms. Super tight, super yeah. tight, and at the highest level. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting you say that. So they're almost like using that same strategy. I mean, for speed, so for a different purpose. Yeah, but and so like they, I mean, it. they've got slightly different biomechanics yeah. and, and how what they're trying to achieve with that. But the end goal is the same. Of it's like being the most efficient at the task they're trying to do. Mm. And for them, it's you know running very fast for two hours. Yeah. Right. Right. And for me, it's not running super fast, but running at a decent speed for 15 hours. Right. That that's the difference. Right. No, that's cool. Cool. Um, all right. So that's pretty much most of the running questions here, and we're coming up on the top of the hour. So we'll we'll start to wrap up. Just a couple wrap questions here. So the run. So we talked about the plan already. We talked about the prep, uh, the routine. That's starting in how many days out are you now? When we're recording this, 73. Okay. This will probably – I'm going to see if I can get this out as soon as possible, but it typically takes me a couple weeks to get everything edited in together. Yeah, yeah. So as, we're, we're starting March 1st. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. It'll, it'll be out definitely before that, so that'll be good. Um, so t- my typical wrap-up questions are what's in store for the future? So that's, that's your big thing. Yeah, we're, we're going to run across the country. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, nothing, nothing too big. Casual. <laughs> um, anything that you want to plug at this point? I don't know if you have any, like, um, sponsors or just shout, any shout-outs. Yeah, no, I mean, we're we're working some of the sponsorship and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, that'll be to come. Cool. But, um, like, oh, I, I guess I'll say this is that we're going for the record on the run. Yeah. And that's a huge media piece of it. But that's only a small part of it. Um what we're really doing, and like at the end of the day, yes, the record's important, but I don't care about the record. Sure. Um, what we're really doing is we're trying to raise awareness for mental health, and uh, and fundraising a million dollars for veteran health and wellness charities. Um, very cool. It's, it's an issue that is very rampant in the military, um, active duty, and veteran communities. Um, like I myself struggle with anxiety, depression, a lot, a lot of other of those issues. A lot of my peers do. Um, and so, like that is, that's the reason we're doing it, and we're going to be doing a lot of work up uh, up to that and getting that message out. But uh, yeah, it, it's really three parts, right? It's it's the record, it's the awareness, and it's also the fundraising. Very cool. Do you have any? Um, and and if not yet, that's fine. Any like links or, or ways that people can donate at this point, or yes. in the, down the pipeline, or yeah. So the uh, the website's live. It's cool. uh, PaulJohnson dot run. So we're still doing some uh, a tweaks to the website, get everything lined up. But that's cool. gonna ha- that's gonna have everything f- that we're doing. Um, you know, it's gonna have updates for the run, live tracking, donation, everything. It'll, it'll be like th- it's the one stop shop for everything. Very cool. And then also for now, people obviously follow you on Instagram. It's it's P A U I Johnson. Yeah. Was Paul taken? I'm guessing. Paul oh, Paul's <laughs> such a common name. My my goal is you know. My like pipe dream is like you you Google Paul Johnson maybe I'll be at the top one day yeah but it's yeah. like there's like some football coach that's like the top Paul Johnson uh, search I'm like ah oh, we'll, we'll get him eventually we got Pi 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 Johnson Pie Johnson for now um, and then Strava Strava um, <laughs> I don't know what my Strava is. if you go to Instagram you can and find you find it. my link yeah. it'll take you to Strava but my Strava name's just Paul Johnson I don't know what the uh, the actual yeah. like, athlete number or anything like that is that's cool. Um, that's pro- is that it? Is there anything else? Um, for follow, follow, like, subscribe. We're, we're <laughs> follow and subscribe. <laughs> click the link below. Um, no, I, I got YouTube's like in the works. It's it's at Powie Johnson as well. Cool. Um, that's slowly building up. Getting some of the videos posted there because I know people. Some people like that platform better. Yep. So yep. Awesome. But uh, yeah, it's all it's all coming together. And then we'll we'll leave you with uh, one one last question. So. Uh, it's favorite quote, favorite quote or mantra, and I'm putting you on the spot. I know yeah. a little bit right here, so think about it. So the the way I describe it is, uh, so in Rhode Island we have uh, Route 95. Um, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll use 95. We won't use 195 because that bridge is absolutely destroyed right now <laughs> as we're talking. But they did open it up recently. But all right, that's besides the point. So Route 95, there's a billboard. Have you seen the big blue bug yet? No. <laughs> so if you go up to Providence, it's not highly noticeable, but it's kind of just like a Rhode Island like famous thing. There's a there's a uh, company that does like bug spray, okay. like like the termites, like stuff like that. And there's a, they have a massive just like it looks like a fourth grader built it, <laughs> but it's huge. It's a big like blue like wasp or ant, flying ant looking thing. But right after that, there's a billboard, and it's typically uh, held by this lawyer Rob Levine. So you get that billboard for the day. 
So you can yeah. put whatever you want on that billboard, and that that can kind of be like the way you you can you can look at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's probably what I tell myself during a lot of the races, or when you're like I'm out today. When I was out today, and like I don't know, one of my tendons starts flaring up and it starts hurting, or like my body's sore. Is I tell myself like it's supposed to hurt, yeah. right? And it's not it's not meant to be like you know no pain no gain type of thing or like being super macho about it it's you're putting yourself through really tough situations um and expecting a lot out of it like whether it's a marathon a hundred mile race whatever it is for for at any level for any individual is it's like you're doing tough things and it's hard and it's difficult and yeah it's gonna suck but if you just take it and like you want to stop doing it if you just take a second and you think about it you're like God, this really sucks, and I want to stop. Just go. I'm like, yeah, but like it's it's supposed to hurt. Like that's what you signed up to do. Right. Like, what did you expect? It was going to be easy. Right. Um. You know, you're doing something kind of ridiculous, or like you're challenging yourself. Yeah, it's going to suck. It's going to hurt. Um. And then I think about that, and it's like, okay, like, then the feeling passes. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's supposed to hurt. That, that that gets me through a lot of the like the those mental blocks and physical blocks throughout the races and the training. I like that. That kind of reminds me of, I think they say this in yoga a lot, which is kind of completely separate from what you're talking about, but they're like, if, you, if you're feeling something, like tightness, whatever, acknowledge it, so don't ignore it. Be like, mm -hmm. this is what's happening, and then be at peace with it. Like, yep. It's okay that it's happening. Yeah. This is what's happening, it's okay, it's happening. And then sure yeah. enough, like, you know, the tendon flares up, and then like two miles later, I'm like, oh yeah, my leg was hurting, and it's not hurting <laughs> anymore. Like, That's... When I ran my marathon too, I feel like I'm sure that happens all the time. Yeah, but like everybody, it little, happens to everybody. Little issue gone. Little issue gone. I'm like little issue. I think my foot's broken. Oh, now it doesn't hurt anymore. It's like yeah. what? <laughs> Body just gets used to it. But um, cool. All right, so uh, we'll close with that. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, appreciate was, you having me. Yeah, great time. Roadie Strength signing off. <laughs>